What a treat we have in this episode with James Van Puren. He talks about how he always gives value first, from the 20 years in the Air Force to the entrepreneur that he is today. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks. I have found the secret to transforming trauma into treasure. We start by choosing to invest in ourselves first, and then it overflows onto others. By sharing how we have overcome our obstacles, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, connection, and community in other people. And when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. And that's the power of investing in people. Just imagine what you could ignite when you invest in yourself first. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Today, my guest is the awesome, awesome James Van Proyen. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you so much. Uh, really glad to be on your podcast. Um, really excited. I met you a couple weeks ago, and well, I guess it's been a month since Podcast Movement, and I always enjoy meeting new people. I've been to almost every Podcast Movement, and uh, this year, you know, you were definitely, I ran into you a couple times, so you're one of the, the people that um, after I got back and started, we've talked quite a bit since. I'm really been looking forward to today to getting to being uh have the honor of being on your podcast. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for being here. And yeah, I can't believe it's only been a month that we went to Podcast Move It. And it was such a a great space to connect with so many people from all over. So uh, I'm just so glad that, you know, we stayed in contact with each other. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, I, I appreciate too, as a veteran, um, that... You know, you a lot of what we talked about is you're 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 wanting to help in the veteran space and you know, I have a passion for business and you you do as well. So I love it. Yeah, that's what I have. Okay, before we get, we, we just have so much conversation. So before I get started, let me get introduce you and then we can really dive in. So those of you who don't know, James Van Proyen is an IT background from a twenty year career in the Air Force. He is the founder of the Military Podcast Network. He's also the host of Veterans in Business Show and the co-host of the Ragnar Life Podcast. Also, James is the Bunker Labs city leader in the San Francisco chapter. Okay, so with all of the things that we've talked about so far with veterans and Bunker Labs and business, my podcast basis is really about investing in yourself and it overflows into your business, your family, your community. So what does investing in people mean to you? I love this question. And I think back, all, and I believe, you know, as, a, as an adult and as a mentor, a coach, a parent, a grandparent, you're always constantly investing in your family and in people around you and your employees and those kind of things. So uh, I remember as far back, of course, uh, my parents were investing in me from the, the beginning of, you know, do this or don't do that and don't be an idiot. But um, my grandfather, I uh, started working with him when I was 10. With elect- uh, My grandfather was an electrician, and they had a, a hotel in Lake Michigan as well in, in northern Michigan. But 
at that age, at 10, I couldn't really do a whole lot of, of the electrical work. I guess, uh, he would call me a gopher, you know, kind of go for this, go for that, which is funny, but I would go get supplies out of the vehicle for him and go under, you know, crawl underneath the, those tight places underneath the house to take wires from one place to the other in the building. So he taught me a lot of things between the, my, uh, the age of 10 and when I got out of high school and left to go in the military. So I saw the, and I had good teachers and, and I went to two year trade school and a lot of the, the teachers there would, would invest in us and we'd have a lot of discussions. So I felt like I had a good preparation going into the military as far as um, people investing in me. Um, you know, think back to sports coaches and, and those kind of things. So in the military, you quickly get people feeding into you and self-developing you, but you also quickly start to have to do that for other people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think after doing a 20-year career in, in the military and being a senior enlisted uh, member of the military, you are constantly, you know, sitting down with your the people that work for you and um, seeing what they want in, in life and where they're at and how they can be better and investing in people. Uh, I got a lot of that both ways, both giving and, and receiving in the military. And then also as I got out, I saw the importance of, of self-development from or, and, and investing in yourself. And, and if you can't, if you don't have it, it's hard to give it to someone else. So it's definitely kind of important to get that self-development or, uh, invest in yourself uh, in, in trainings and, and go to conferences and stuff like that. Um, so as, as I got out, that's what I've continued to do is, you know, about a year before I got out, I started volunteering in a business organization called Tampa Bay Business Owners Organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like that was a little bit of giving, but investing in myself of putting myself around people that I wanted to be like a guy that, that was had that organization, Chris Kermitzos is uh, the reason his community is the reason I got into podcasting and uh, really to this day uh, we have a really good relationship and friendship and uh, partnership through the things that he's doing so I felt like that was a, a big investment um, into myself and I continue to I'm in a mastermind I've been in a mastermind for a year and I think both ways like you're investing in yourself but because of the things you have and your experiences you're able to invest in other people at the same time so uh, I love it. I love the, the premise for your show. And, and I think it's one of those things to me that you continue to always do. The more you invest in yourself and, and education and uh, experiences, the more you can give that to other people. So I think that's a continual thing that I don't think ever ends. I'm, I feel I'm somewhat young still at 43. So it's, uh, I've got a lot more to go, but I think I've done a lot in, in my 43 years so far. Well, I, I agree with you that to see how when you were in the military, people were pouring into you. So then you just automatically started pouring into other people. You don't even think about it. You're just, you know, overflowing, as I said before, because you, you've been fed. So I, I love that you mentioned that. And there's, and everything else that you mentioned about being a mentor and a coach and business. So is there a specific obstacle that you had to overcome? first before you started into all of this investing in yourself? Um, I think, I don't know if I would call it an obstacle, but for me, when I hear that question, I think of a couple of things. It definitely, as I look back and I believe I'm, you know, we're still maybe, I'm still maybe transitioning, but going in the military environment, I, I went in, I went in at age 18 and got out at 38. You're, 
it's there's a lot of good things, but your mindset is a, is kind of programmed a certain way. So I did a lot of different things before I went in the military. I worked some extra jobs while I was in the military. I did like a cabinet shop job at one point. So I felt like as I was getting out and kind of going and, and investing time a little bit before I got out in the business organization, I was like, well, how hard can it be? You know, I, I didn't believe I would have much of an issue transitioning out. But I think the mindset that you get, there's some good things, but there's some, you know, you're because of the rank structure and a lot of the things in the military space that you kind of have to be and do. Um, I think that would have been maybe uh, you a little bit of an obstacle, really kind of uh, believing I was like the people I was going to try to be like. In other words, like, okay, did all these things in the military. I want to kind of get a new identity and kind of go a different direction. I didn't really follow. I didn't. I did IT in the military, but I didn't really want to get out and do IT jobs when I got out. So mm. it was like it was a, a good good thing and a bad thing of like, okay, well, I'm going towards these things that I don't even know how to do it. Um, so I think. There was a little bit of an obstacle of getting past, you know, we're always kind of in our own head anyway of mm. like, I kind of put all the people that, that I was trying to be like in business on um, almost like a mental pedestal. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think the other thing is where the, in the military, and, and maybe this is an obstacle in the military, they, it wasn't like I had to go uh, financially invest in myself then they, you know, the military kind of covered that for me. So it's like you just kind of had to do it. And then when I got out, it's like, okay, now if you want it, you have to actually either work for a company that's going to pay for it again or, in my case, pay for it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I would consider that an obstacle, but that's been a little bit of the difference. But I believe that when you see the value of it, and as I look back, it, I see why it was important for the military to invest in that kind of a thing. And so I definitely see the value so far and everything that I've invested in, in myself. So that's the best way I could say is, I don't know if, those, if that second is an obstacle, but it's been a little bit of just trying to wrap my head around. Like if I'm going, if I am investing in myself, how much is enough and how much is too much and, you know, choosing at the times, which, which is or isn't uh, something I should do. But I also want to um, lead into talking about Bunker Labs because as I think right now, uh, Todd Connor founded Bunker Labs uh, about five years ago, and weekly we have kind of self-development, um, you know, personal development time. So he he'll come on, and or there'll be different topics they talk about. So I think in a good way, uh, kind of maybe similar to what the military would do. Um, Bunker Labs, in a way, kind of an extension. A lot of us are prior military or retired military that are involved. So so I think that's more now self-development and, and stuff that we're getting personal development that we can give and, and receive. So it's a, again, a, a kind of a lifelong thing. So, well, it's a, such a great answer and it sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like there was a, a uh, an obstacle of what, what's next after the military of, yeah, of the, okay, well, I've done it for 20 years. Now what? Yeah. And I think uh, everybody's different, but for me, uh, and it's, you know, it's interesting you look back, like I did things intentionally, but not knowing what would come from it. I got exactly what I was going for, at, at, you know, the year before I got out when I met Chris Kermitsos and, and started being involved in the business organization. But I didn't realize then that that would mean I would become very involved in podcasting um, and just kind of looking back on timing. But to, so 
there was no way I would have known in the military, oh, oh, this is exactly what the next job or thing is. And it was only a lot because of my, it was, it was cool to be in those transition classes. They're like, you know, it's an exciting time. You can do anything you want. That's like exciting, but yet not. It's, it's pretty easy to me if I had just did IT or did the things I was trained to do, but I wanted something different and kind of had this. And that's why I did the podcast network because I really wanted to, you know, do something. I felt in the military, we we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And I felt, um, by being able to kind of have a, uh, media outlet with using podcasting that I could affect all these different things in the military space that, that are important to me. And, uh, you know, I would have never known anything about that coming out. So, you know, it's, it's worth it. But I think a lot of that for me personally was just, you know, if I had told people when I was coming out, I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, people want to help you and protect you. So they'd be like, Oh no, be careful. You know? So that was, you know, maybe kind of part of the challenge, uh, initially. And, and then now I finally, I say all these years later, I'm almost, I've been out of the military for over four years, so almost five years. So uh, it's been definitely a long, long path and journey, but it's been worth it. It's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love how you went from being, um, you know, not knowing and to, however, you did know that you wanted to be in some sort of business. You want, you have an entrepreneur spirit. And so you really took steps to walk forward and really explore what that looks like for you. And you went down one path and that didn't necessarily work. So you went down another path in the podcast world. So do you want to tell us about that shift there a little bit? Sure. Um, and, and I love this question, but I think back and I talk about this, I think early on in my, on the Veterans of Business show podcast, when I've kind of gave, uh, gave a little bit of background. I always knew, like, if I, I never planned to stay in the military or even go in the military originally. My older brother went in. So I was like, well, what's four years? I'll just go four years. And, and even some of my uh, vocational school instructors are like, yeah, you know, 18 to 22, you'll come back at 22. You'll be, you'll be, you know, won't lose anything by, by doing that. And, and of course, now looking back, they knew the development you would get from a military career for four years. And so that was my plan, go for four years, maybe be an electrician on a plane so I could learn electrical that way. I knew nothing about computers in 1995 when I went in. Like, I didn't want to know computers. I wasn't the guy that, you know, would sit at home and want to do anything on computers. I used to think that when we went to the electrical store and watched the person behind the the desk chicken pecking on the keyboard, I I was like, I'm glad I'll never have to do that. (laughs) And little did I know, you know, what technology would do for for the world and, and, and then get in. So I get in there and do what turns out to be 20 years in IT and a lot changed from 95 to 2015. Yeah. Um, so it gave me a lot of options, which is good and bad. Like I, I didn't, nothing wrong with being an electrician, but I didn't really want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt like I wanted to do something more than just make a community happy that they have lights and stuff. Um, my grandparents at a hotel, uh, could have probably got their hotel early in my time in the military and, it just was not the right timing, and I wasn't really feeling that as something I wanted to do. Um, I've got relatives right now that have like a heating and coolant uh, franchise, so I could probably do something like that. But again, it's it was kind of hard to explain. But I, I just felt I, I wanted to be do and be something different. So I think as I started being involved in the business organization and, and you know seeing the power of networking, mm. um, I just really. And I guess from a mentorship level, I looked at um, Chris Kermitz as a mentor, 
And so I really wanted to kind of model what I saw him doing and still, and just seeing, you know, the value I, I, I've said a lot of times and even recently, I, I, maybe, maybe there's people that do it as well, but I've never seen anybody in my opinion that's done a community building thing better than Chris. And so that was what started as I got out, started influencing me towards when I saw uh, his wife started her podcast, uh, Katie Kermitzos, it's called Biz Women Rocks in 2014. And so as she was learning uh, different things through her podcast for the first two, three months, she was coming back and teaching our community. Um, they'd start a Florida Podcasters Association meetup. So every every month we would meet once a month. And a guy named Glenn the Geek had a, a horse radio network, kind of a network of podcasts in the horse space. So that's where it got my, my wheels turning kind of for like, wow, like uh, I started wrapping my head around. You could use, because they were talking also, about podcasting becoming, you know, really the next big thing, kind of great on TV. So I just started to see the power of it, and I started to understand anybody can start a podcast about something, a niche, and become a known thing in that space. And so it was through that that really took me a while to wrap my head around me actually doing one, and then I started going to these podcast conferences. And, you know, I say to, you know, the second podcast movement in 2016, I was like, I'm not going back to podcast movement without having a podcast. It was just something... Even though I hadn't been to that many, it was a very collaborative community, and it didn't feel like people pressured you to have one. But you know, when you get there, and everybody's like, "Here's my, this is my podcast. What's your podcast?" You know, you just felt like I gotta, I gotta do this. I got, I want to be like everyone else in that sense. Um, so I think that's what what started, and I think what's interesting is so many people are like, "Well, you know, you have to do something else." I mean, podcast is a, a part of something, but it isn't a thing. So it's always been kind of a talk of like whether you. You know, a podcast is a business in itself or if it's just a part of it. But, um, you know, so far I just love, you know, and I'm actually, you know, I've got the podcast, uh, uh, wristband on my, on my, on my wrist right now. It says your voice matters. So I think that's, that's really, you know, it's putting voice to your message of whatever is important and getting and having a platform for other people to, to get, you know, information. And, and I've learned so much. And, and even at that time, I was listening to podcasts and listening and learning so much from it. And I'm like, I want to do this in the spaces and the things I care about. So that's really how it started. I was like, yes, I want, I care about veteran, veterans and specifically the niche of business and military people getting and doing business while they're in or getting out and doing business. So that was my first thought is like, that's what the kind of space I want to uh, operate in and do things and, and learn, give value and then, you know, give back in that space. And that's why Bunker Labs is a good fit for me um, now. But by doing the podcast network and growing that out, I felt I can uh, do things such at a bigger level of impact all these things that we care about in the military space, you know, whether it be VA issues, whether it be mental health, spouse issues, children issues, you know, the list kind of goes on and on. So that's, uh, that's how that all came to be and, and uh, kind of still on that path and journey. So here we are. That that's awesome. So I said that you were in uh, San Francisco, but you've talked a lot about Florida. So how did you decide San Francisco? So that's a great question. I don't know how much it's coming across in this podcast interview. Of like, I might, I'm, I'm not, I'm a little different than than a lot of people are a lot different. I don't do. I mean, I, I survived in the military environment somehow. Uh, some would argue, and they're probably right that. I, I belonged in, in a branch like the Air Force. I don't know if, as much as I kind of became. I was in tactical communications, so I was really deployed a lot and uh, not really typical Air Force, but uh, still at Air Force bases and 
Air Force is kind of run a little bit more like a corporation, in my opinion. And, and uh, you know, they, they encourage you to tell us how to do it better. And, you know, I think uh, or, uh, harder or what, smarter, not harder type mm-hmm. of, of thing and those kind of things. But so uh, in the military, I, I didn't necessarily maybe appreciate it or, or like it at first. But as I look back early on, I was in a tactical environment. So or the first unit, it was a, you know, we would set up equipment that we would go a couple hours away and set up in the middle of nowhere, all of our stuff. And so every, we would do that like once every three months while we were in the United, you know, at our base. And then we would start deploying to Kuwait, um, and, and doing um, kind of similar stuff in Kuwait. So it was always something different. Like it wasn't a boring, like, you know, six months we're doing the same thing for six months. It was always some, something different. And then, you know, so I was uh, at a base a lot and deployed from that base at different times from the very beginning. Uh, I went to a lot of, you know, I went to Korea for a year. I uh, did honor guard for three years, uh, base or color springs. I was doing base honor guard for, so I would do like one week out of every, out of every month for assigned to them. And then the rest of the time at my unit. So it's things like that where you're always moving and doing different things. And, and, uh, the Air Force called a whole person, whole person concept. So you would be encouraged to do different types of volunteer things, which kind of led into why I was uh, a natural fit to, to volunteer to be a part of the business organization early on when I was transitioning out. But uh, so I had the GI Bill. So in uh, post 9-11 GI Bill, they give you, they pay for your school and they pay for housing. So um, I didn't ever think I would use or go to school before I went in the military. Uh, I took a lot of uh, education while I was in. And... Um, it was about a year and a half or so away from my bachelor's degree when I retired. So um, at the time, you had like 10 years. When I got out, you had 10 years to use the GI Bill. And so I was like, okay, I can go use my school benefit anywhere, and they'll pay me not only school but housing money to go to school. So I started looking at different areas to um, to go, just kind of change it up because I'd been in Florida for – uh, the five, last five years I was in the military and then another three after that. So I was like, as much as I love Tampa, let me kind of change it up and go somewhere else. And, and I felt kind of maybe temporarily. So as a tech guy, I heard all the kind of hype of Silicon Valley. And I was like, and I, I wanted to actually go to Hawaii, but this area, as a retiree, I can take military hops from Travis Air Force Base. Mm. So I was like, this is the best of both worlds. I can go to Hawaii when I'm not in school. And then, not, you know, not live there and get paid a little bit more to go to school in San Francisco and, and then just kind of check it out. And then the more I've been here, um, so I came out here in January of 2018. Uh, the longer I've been in San Francisco, you know, the Bunker Labs opportunity opened up and um, I just became more involved. It took a lot of what I learned with Chris uh, at, in Tampa with the, with kind of networking and plugging into the communities. I kind of did the same thing out in San Francisco and. Uh, here I am still. So I really, and I travel a lot. So I think uh, I also, as a as an IT guy and, and as a proponent for what's becoming more done now, like I, I believed in the Air Force, you know, we were operating our military from all over. As long as I could get a good internet connection, mm-hmm. I could do it from anywhere. So I feel the same way now is I don't really want to have businesses. Like if I do the podcast network, there's no like office building somewhere. I can do it from anywhere in the world and we can do all these things from anywhere. So that's kind of how that came to be. I love that. And and what's so great about it is that's the way of the world. Now we can be global entrepreneurs from anywhere and still run our business. We don't have to have a, a an office anymore, 
which is one of the reasons I love what I do as a coach. I can literally just take my laptop and go. And I know that you mentioned coaching and uh, mentors and masterminds. And so uh, tell us what are organizations or, or are you a coach? Are you getting coached? Are you a mentor? Are you getting mentor masterminds? All of that stuff. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Um, it was, so it's interesting to look back. Everything leads to something else. There's a guy named Aaron Walker. Um, Aaron Walker is, uh, he speaks quite a bit at, at conferences. He has started and sold multiple businesses. He started in business, uh, I forget the exact days, but let's say right, right out of high school or 18, somewhere around there. Uh, he has an incredible story. I won't, it's too much to get into it here. Um, He's got a, a podcast of you from the top. Uh, I met some people that were associated with Aaron Walker all the way back in uh, at the first podcast movement in 2015. So I met a guy named Anthony Witt, who introduced me to a guy named Danny Power the next year, who I ran into the year after that in at the Anaheim podcast movement. And so when I was talking to Danny, uh, Aaron Walker, and a couple other people that were in um, his uh, mastermind called Iron Sharpens Iron, hmm. uh, I started talking to them and Aaron gave me a book about masterminds and I knew then it was a matter of when, not if that I would be in a mastermind specifically his mm -hmm. just because of the group of people that were involved. And I knew, you know, kind of back to what we talked about, I knew I wanted to do big things. I said, if I'm going to do these kind of things, I want to surround myself around those kind of people. Mm -hmm. So the, it was about, I was on the waiting list for about a year to because I wanted to be specifically because he, in his mastermind, you're in groups of 10 people, but the overall mastermind on your stuff design has 150 people. So some of the groups he leads and some there's facilitators. So I was like, I wanted to hold out to be in a group that he led. So I waited about a year to get in and I've been in now a little over a year in, in his mastermind. And I knew also then that it was like I wanted to learn how to do masterminds because I wanted to do one in the veteran business space. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm currently um, in the process of launching my own mastermind. As far as mentor, I, I think I feel in the Bunker Labs community, we're a little bit of mentors depending on who the people are and what the businesses are. And I think it also goes back to a lot of what we talked about. It's kind of weird to think. I mean, I don't, I still feel like I'm learning, but at, at this age in my experience, I do know I have a lot to offer as well. So it's, it's one of those things that I always like to, to give back. Um, uh, we were talking pre interview. I was just involved in military influence conference a few, about a week ago and put together a group of people that, that did like a live video podcast workshop. Um, so I felt like in a way that's a form of mentorship to where I was able to kind of know who to put together for that and be involved in that. So I'm actually now going to move to do more speaking and I'm becoming more involved in podcasts as far as on the military side. Um, some kind of more to come. Um, I, I like, and it goes back and I, I keep talking about Chris, but I want to give him credit. He's been consistent since the first day I met him as far as we love the military. Let us know how we can support the military. He's been congruent with that since the day I met him and I believe he's leading on that where um, he's offering quite a bit to the military and reaching out to the military space to uh, kind of include military as a section of you know the podcast uh, podcast his conference so more more to come on that but I'm actually going to kind of be able to be fortunate to lead in that area as well wow a great answer great answer and I love that you are you transitioned it everything from a mentor or to a, from a mastermind into a mentor. And 
You know, I think that's where we, as entrepreneurs, we're just kind of tapping into the, the importance of having a coach, having a mentor, having a mastermind. For years, uh, we thought therapy was horrible and, uh, you know, not, nothing to talk about. And so now we just renamed it, right? We named it coaching. We re- renamed it mentors. We named it a mastermind where it's a group therapy, but it's really group coaching. And I love that you've tapped into that and not only tapped into that in, in a way, but it tapped into it with what you're passionate about. And I think that's where our future is going is really getting into masterminds, getting into having more coaching, having, having more mentors and really, you know, like we did, we just connected and help each other out in any way that we can. And there's so much to be said for that rather than holding on the, all the information to ourselves. And I think the, the mastermind concept, and, and it's interesting because even I've been in groups of people to where in a way it is a mastermind. Like they're like, have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about that? It, it, that's the concept is like, there's no, and it's not, no bad on one person. You just, we're always better together. Yes. And if you have a common group of people with, with that have the same purpose and kind of thought process, uh, not maybe thought process, but mindset of like why they're wanting to do the things they're doing. There's a lot you can do together or, you know, people kind of talk, Hey, have you, like, here's how I did something like that. Or, you know, uh, based on, you bring in all those backgrounds and experiences uh, and you're stronger that way than by yourself. And, and that's what I think, you know, cause I'm asked quite a bit of time of people who aren't familiar or have never done a mastermind or been in one. Should I be in one? And I feel everybody should be in at least one. And I, and I've also heard the question kind of like, well, you know, how much should you pay for one? The problem with a free mastermind is not the, the cost. The problem is we're all busy. And so you don't get the same buy-in, no matter how, how good intentioned people are, of a free mastermind. So I believe it should be a paid. Uh, how much is, is kind of maybe debatable of, of what you're looking for and who the group of people are and, and you know, kind of some other factors. But I definitely feel like I get way more out of being in a mastermind than what I pay for it. Thank you. And you're so generous with all the information that you give literally in whether it's just meeting you at the, like we met at the podcast uh, movement or having a conversation outside of that or in the mastermind. So I'm sure you are giving uh, exponentially the value that that you're paying. So um, I'm glad that you're, you're connected into one. So James, I know that we're connected on LinkedIn and Facebook. So can you tell our audience um, how people can connect with you, your, your social media platforms, your podcast, all of that? Absolutely. My, uh, the Veterans of Business Show podcast is on pretty much every player that you can find. It's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, everywhere you can find a podcast player. You can find the Veterans of Business Show. I have the Ragnar Life podcast as, as well as on all the players. Um, I'm on all platforms. So if you reach out to me on any of them, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I need to do better on Instagram, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. You can pretty much reach me on any of that. Um, my the, Maybe the best email is the Bunker Labs email, james.vanproyan at bunkerlabs.org. That's my, you know, I have a lot of email in there, so I'll definitely, you know, it won't get lost in the shuffle. But, um, yeah, pretty much any way that, that people want to reach out to me, I'm very accessible. I, I'm going to try to always stay that way as best I can. It's getting a little harder the more things I'm involved with, but I'll definitely get back to you quickly, as quick as I can. But, I mean, it's... And it's back to what you said. I appreciate you saying that. I've 
felt like people have given me a lot of value. And so um, of the mindset of give, you know, serve first, as Pat Flynn kind of talks about, um, a guy named Pat Flynn who does smart passive income. I've been kind of newer to his community, but I love that he says that is, and then maybe like a Gary Vaynerchuk um, principle of like the, he has a book called Jab, Jab, Right Hook, some kind of like, which is generally just give, give, and then ask for, you know, kind of for the sale, if you will, or, or I just feel, it, you know, it's one of those things, if you're giving a lot for free, imagine how much you're giving if, you, if the person hires you or is, is, comes on with you. So I believe you can't outgive people. So it's just kind of that principle of giving. Uh, I, I agree. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I agree. And I think that's why we connected so much because we were like, oh, let's do this. And have you talked about this? And what about this direction and all of that? So, again, I, I love our conversations. Uh-huh. And you mentioned uh, Pat Flynn, which I'm a huge fan of also in Gary Vaynerchuk and their words. So what I always leave with this question. What are the words, phrase, scriptures or mantra are you living by right now? Um, again, you know, and like nobody can see it cause it's not video, but I've got a lot of things, uh, one of these, these kind of bands on my wrist, but, uh, I do that, say the same thing. And, uh, I saw a guy named Jesse Itzler. He, his, he, his wife is, uh, Sarah Blakely that owns Spanx, but he spoke at a conference I was at called Drive Make Money Matter, uh, last year. And he has a, he had a course called Build Your Life Resume course that I ended up taking and, uh, in that community, they talk about every day, you know, making, you know, moving the needle, if you will, or doing something significant every day and not taking life for granted. And, and of course, uh, it, everything you guys have probably heard, you heard me talk about on, um, on the podcast shows how much I resonate with kind of more of a life resume thing as opposed to like the true resume of like, here's all the things, like, hopefully you'll see all these things I've been able to do in my life of why you should hire me. But it's like more this, like, uh, everything I've been doing has been kind of building that life resume. But uh, uh, and the mantra that I like that, that's on my wrist that I'm talking about is called, or, you know, no zero days. So I, I, that's a good reminder as I look every day. It's like, you know, you know I don't kind of play big and, and it, you're not going to be able to get it done overnight. But if you kind of every day look to move the needle, if you will, as a kind of sounds cliche but if you... Uh, truly go by the, you know, not taking a day off or like, you know what, I can just fluff off today and be motivated to, to keep going. And I can think that's really resonates with a person that does 20 years in the military because kind of have no choice in there. You're really more driven by not letting your, you know, people around you down. And, and so many things are kind of high stakes and can be affected with bad if you, if you do mess up. So I think for me, like doing things like the podcast network, that's what drives me. And I ask a question, you know, on my show about, you know, how do people in entrepreneurship kind of fight through those days you wake up and you just don't feel like doing anything. And I think that's like kind of goes to that or the reminder that, you know, no day like today and, you know, you don't want to waste because, you know, it could affect something, you know, you're wanting to do big legacy stuff. So for me, uh, no zero days would be that. Nice. And I'm right there with you. You know, it is definitely a, a life resume of uh, what I've overcome and done and tried and, and just continue to grow because we're all a work in progress. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, James, thank you so, so much for being here. It's a, it's been an honor to have you on the show and, and I'm excited to see where you go next. 
Thank you, Shay, and uh, hopefully we can do it again. And and uh, appreciate you, and appreciate your uh, willingness to to want to help as well, and, and ask how you can be involved in helping any you know veterans and people and and in business that you can help. So thank you for all the value that you kind of uh, lead with as well. And I think that's why we connected so quickly. So thank you. Thank you. Are you looking for an inspiring and energetic speaker or host for your special event? Do you wish to have more confidence, more love, and more accepting of yourself? And you're curious about how to work with me one-on-one? Or are you looking for a brainstorming and visionary consultant on how to grow your business? When your answer is yes, then I invite you to send me an email at heyshay at shaysparks.com. That's H-E-Y-S-H-A at S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you. part of our show and it's people like you that make this show possible so we hope that you know you are appreciated don't forget to subscribe comment and share this podcast and when you want to continue the fun and conversation join my official community on the Shea Sparks Facebook page that's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S on Facebook looking forward to connecting with you May your day be filled with the sparks of hope that ignites you to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask? Because you are worth it.